bear with me as I take an episode and do what I can not to white-splain racism. But what we need is justice for George Floyd. Dies in your house. Exclusively on Least Coast Radio. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are that of my own and are not of my employer. Welcome to another episode of Dies in Your House. I'm Jay Porks with a quick announcement before the podcast starts. I just want to let everybody know that in addition to patreon.com forward slash jporks, you can now find every episode of Dies in Your House going forward on SoundCloud. That's right. SoundCloud.com slash Dies in Your House. New episodes every week when they drop. They will not only drop on Patreon for free, they will drop on SoundCloud for free. We got SoundCloud so we can include the kids. The kids might be able to listen to the podcast now. And it also encourages your boy Jay Porks to record a mixtape. Probably not going to record a mixtape. But not counting out recording a mixtape. Dies in your house exclusively on Least Coast Radio. Check us out on SoundCloud. Woo! Nobody likes me. Nobody likes me. But that's okay, because I don't like y'all anyway. And I don't like y'all anyway. We have until November of 2020 to get our act together as a country, as a nation, to correct this injustice. And the biggest injustice in the world was allowing a foreign power to install a criminal into the White House and turn an administration into a fascist crime syndicate. That must be corrected. And we only have a little, there's only one more election we have to correct it, or this whole thing is over. If you don't know what Staten Island is, it's like New York's abortion that live. I never met any of the founding fathers, but I'm sure if they were listening to Least Coast Radio right now and brand new episodes of Dies in Your House, they would agree with the sentiment. And you can follow us on Twitter, at Least Coast Radio. Get us on Patreon, at Least Coast Radio. Vote. Blue Wave 2020. Let's make it happen. Least Coast Radio for the least heard voices. Every weekend. We here on Least Coast Radio are trying to fight the rising tide of fascism. The noun fascism is usually defined as a governmental system led by a dictator having complete power, forcibly suppressing opposition and criticism, regimenting all industry, commerce, etc., and emphasizing an aggressive nationalism and often racism. Yeah, we don't we don't want any of that in America. So we gotta we gotta stop it. We gotta put out the fire now. Stand out of no As liberals, not even as liberals, as Americans, as patriots. As people that like democracy, the only thing we can do right now to fix our country is use our weapons. And our weapons are our voices, our handmade signs, 
social media. Get the message out there. Voting. Voting is key. Elections have consequences. If you don't know what Staten Island is, it's like New York's abortion that live. Representing Staten Island. Staten Island was no joke. Hey yo. Who's in the house? Dies in your house. Ooh, what is the word, peeps? What goes on? Jay Porks here. We're back here on Least Coast Radio. It's the weekend. And it is another brand new edition of Dies in Your House, exclusively on Least Coast Radio. This is a vehicle we use to help save democracy. One podcast at a time, we are going to fight fascism at every opportunity we could. This is not going to be a joyous episode. But we fight fascism. I'm not going to sit here and define it for you. Hey Google, what is fascism? According to Wikipedia, fascism is a form of far-right, authoritarian ultranationalism characterized by dictatorial power, forcible suppression of opposition, and strong regimentation of society and of the economy which came to prominence in early 20th century Europe. Yeah, that's not, that's not a list of American values there. And, you know, we gotta get, let's just brass tacks the facts here, alright? People listening to my podcast... You know what I'm saying? We understand the importance of saving democracy in November and going out to vote. November 3rd, 2020, we go out, we vote, we take our country back. We all know that. But, the, the you know, most of us know that. The ones who are educated know that. But, in all actuality, there's a bigger problem brewing, and it's not brewing... And, like, this whole America and this whole white people and racism, this is not a new thing. This has been going on for 500 fucking years already. When? When is it going to stop? And I'll read my, uh, a friend of mine had a post on Facebook and I just want to read a little short thing here. It's uh, He's from Minnesota. It says, I hope everyone's safe. Riots happen when people are unjustly murdered in the street in broad daylight. Cause and effect. If police stop murdering unarmed black men and women, you can have your riot-free white privilege life back. Until then, you already have the answer to the question, why are they doing this? So, for those who don't know, George Floyd, black, unarmed, killed by police this week. On camera... Knee on the back of his neck for nine minutes. Three cops on top of him. One cop standing right there. Okay? Because he wrote a bad check. It was a counterfeit check. So they had to kill the guy because of that. And listen, let's let's take care of the views and opinions expressed in my podcast are that of my own and are not that of my employer. Let's also take care of this notion. The notion that when I see a black person get killed by police, I 
meet up with other with, I meet up with my friends who may be police and I, I jokingly say hey what's up with a PBA card and they say I thought you hate police I don't hate police I hate the police that kill unarmed black people for no reason it's simple it's simple 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 now I'm not trying to white explain this you know what cut it cut the music it's a joyous occasion can't sit here with the background music going right now how many times how many times is this gonna happen it makes me sick and you know what i got an article from usa today that i want to read here and again I, I read like a fifth grader so like when i mispronounce like words don't fucking judge me for it because you know there's a lot more things important right now than pronouncing words so this is from usa today it's titled george floyd video adds to trauma when's the last time we saw a white person killed online headline after headline the story remains the same a black american dead george floyd after a police officer knelt on his neck, Ahmad Arbery, while on a jog in Georgia. Breonna Taylor, while police raided her Louisiana, Louisville, Kentucky home. And the ones before, Eric Gardner, who couldn't breathe, Philando Castile, in the car with his girlfriend and her four-year-old daughter, Trayvon Martin, only a boy. Scores of killings answered with acquittals. Now, as a pandemic rages, African Americans in communities across the country disproportionately devastated by COVID-19 are forced to bear witness with more deaths of black Americans. The costs of these deaths ripple. When people of color experience racism, when they repeatedly witness racism, there is a profound emotional toll. Quote, the persistent pandemic is racism. That's the pandemic. Recent deaths of individuals of color and the deleterious, deleterious impact of COVID-19 on communities of color stems all the way from 1776. All the way from 1776, said Alicia Morland Kapua, Executive Director of Oregon Health and Science University's Avil Gordley Center for Healing which focuses on culturally sensitive care for the African-American community. The emotional and psychological impact of racism means acutely, every day, being reminded that you are not enough, being reminded that you are not seen, being reminded that you are not valued, being reminded that you are not a citizen, being reminded that humanity is not something that applies to you. Research shows racism has harmful mental and physical effects that can result from a person experiencing racism directly, as a bird watcher did while a white woman in New York Central Park told police he was threatening her life when he asked her to leash her dog, or vicariously, such as someone watching the video of Floyd's suffering. Racism is associated with a host of psychological consequences, including depression, anxiety, and other serious, sometimes 
debilitating mental conditions, including post-traumatic stress disorder and substance abuse, substance use disorders, mental health experts say. High-profile incidents of racism and police brutality, especially when accompanied by viral videos, are triggering for people of color who see how little changes in their aftermath. Racism is traumatic for people of color, said Monica Williams, a clinical psychologist and professor at the University of Ottawa in Canada, who studies African-American mental health. Everything you have to carry around anyway as a black person in America, to add on to it having to watch people in your community who've done nothing, killed at the hands of the people in power, who will probably suffer few, if any, consequences, I think there's no better word to describe it than traumatizing. Four Minneapolis police officers were fired after Floyd's death, but no criminal charges have been filed. Williams's niece, who is in Germany, tried to reach her this week after watching the footage of Floyd. She was so upset she couldn't sleep, Williams said. The video that spread on social media this week shows Officer Derek Chauvin Chauvin, driving his knee into Floyd's neck as he repeatedly says, I can't breathe. This isn't the first time those words reverberated through the nation's conscious. In 2014, Eric Garner was placed in a chokehold by a white New York City police officer, Daniel Pantaleo, after being arrested on suspicion of illegally selling loose cigarettes. His dying words were, I can't breathe. Pantaleo was fired in 2019 five years after Gardner's death. These incidents influence the experience of being black in America, how dangerous it is to drive, jog, stand on a corner, or even sit at home. They underscore no space is safe. I can only describe the continued viewing of racial violence, torture, murder, and disregard for the humanity of black bodies as a repetitive trauma, said Danielle Jackson, a psych psych resident and board member of the American Psychiatric Association's Caucus of Black Psychiatrists. Perpetrators of racial violence may have changed uniforms, speech, and coded message, but the message remains the same. You, black person, are other. You are less than. Police kill more than 300 black Americans, at least a quarter unarmed, each year in the United States, according to a 2018 study in The Lancet, which found these killings have spillover effects on mental health of black Americans not directly affected. Research shows black Americans are 20% more likely to report serious psychological distress than non-Hispanic white Americans. In a study on black youth suicide, researchers found suicide attempts rose by 73% between 1991 and 2017 for black adolescents and listed exposure to racism as a factor. Roberto Montenegro, an assistant professor in child and adolescent psychiatry at the University of Washington State, Washington School of Medicine, who studies the biological effects of discrimination, says living in a world where your body is a threat is painful and taxing. People of color, he said, must engage in extra processing demands to try and assure safety. This leads to states of hypervigilance, arousal, and avoidance, which can manifest physically as hypertension and insomnia. 
It's called racial battle fatigue, a term used to describe psychological stress responses, frustration, shock, anger, disappointment, resentment, anxiety, helplessness, hopelessness, and fear experienced by people of color in historically white spaces. Montenegro says he's been frustrated and hurt by repeated racial blows, especially at work. I've had nurses, doctors, and other staff tell me that I was intimidating, too assertive, and didn't smile enough, and that this made them, white women, feel unsafe to approach me, he said. They would not say this to a white doctor. Videos of police brutality fuel outrage and galvanize movements. They also linger long after protests quiet. Some mental health experts argue that the explosive footage that accompanies many of these public deaths are vital to raising public consciousness, even if the video is disturbing. It, pow it's, it powerfully shapes the discourse, much, of, much like the images of African-American youth in the South who are being sprayed with powerful water hoses and bitten by police dogs when they protested during the Civil Rights Movement, said Brian Smedley, Chief of Psychology in the Public in the public interest at the American Psychological Association. As disturbing as these images are, as tragic as it is for individuals who've lost their lives or have not been or or who have been abused in these circumstances, the reality is their victimization is not in vain. Others worry social media's amplification is a step too far, trending into gratuity. Williams says she would rather not see videos like Floyd's propagated to such a degree. It could be re-traumatizing for people of color, she argues, and in some ways, its viral, its viral spread is yet another act of dehumanization. These are human beings, and they deserve dignity. And the fact that you can just go online and watch, watch a black person be killed, when is the last time you saw a white person killed online? People of color are witnessing these brutal deaths amid a global pandemic that is hitting African-American and Latino communities especially hard. Many frontline jobs are disproportionately held by people of color. Also, people of color are more likely than white adults to report significant stressors in their adult life as a result of the coronavirus pandemic, including getting coronavirus, 71% black versus 59%, basic needs, 61% versus 47%, and access to healthcare services, 59% versus 46%. According to the American Psychological Studies, Stress in America report published in May. People of color already carry the already carry the burden of structural racism in our history and in our bodies, Montenegro said. COVID has highlighted how power, privilege, and access to means and resources are distributed disproportionately. Arlen Geronimus, a professor of health, and of health behavior and health education at the University of Michigan, uses the term weathering to describe the way chronic stressors, which include in in interpersonal microaggressions and institutionalized racism, erode bodies. These erosions lead to chronic conditions among people of color, which, Smedley said, make them more vulnerable to COVID-19. Approximately 30% of African-American adults with mental illness get treatment each year, below the U.S. average of 43%, according to the National Alliance on Mental Illness. Many African-Americans mistrust the health system, and socioeconomic factors can limit the access to treatment. 
But even mental health professionals recognize there are limits to what the system can do in the face of institutionalized racism. Williams said she's trying to, she is tired of talking about how to cope. Quote, so many people of color have to sit on their anger and stuff it down. And we know that that's taking a horrible and physical and emotional toll in our communities. She said, the most constructive thing we can do is take that anger and rage and demand social change. Because we are going, because going to get your nails done or taking seven deep breaths or what you have or what have you is not going to be enough. Moreland Kapui Kapua, I'm sorry, I'm pronouncing that wrong, is exhausted by the out, but is exhausted by the outrage cycle. The performance, the performative responses, the social media flurries, the mainstream media especially. A lot of well-meaning people post about these deaths. She said, but when it's time to do the work to save black lives, she often feels alone. Who's gonna be with us when it's time to do the real work? That's going to be required to help us adhere to that promise, which is life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, she said. If we do not treat, manage, and effectively contain the disease of racism, the emotional and psychological toll will not only continue to kill black people, it will consume us all. And that is from USA Today. Let's get the author for you. Aaliyah Dastiger, Aaliyah Dastiger in USA Today. And that's an article titled, George Floyd Video Adds to Trauma. When's the last time you saw a white person killed online? So it's the kind of stuff like that that you read in USA Today that it gives you a deeper understanding of, you know, for, for those of us you know, who aren't black, who go around white-splaining things, it gives us a deeper understanding to try to maybe figure out, hey, listen, maybe when you continuously see the same thing happening over and over again, that has an impact on you psychologically, that has an impact on you mentally, that has an impact on how you behave, how you go about your life, how you move. Every movement you make is a direct is a direct result of how you feel because of something you can't help the color of your skin and the same story we can go down a list and i'm not and don't get it twisted nobody is saying that people should be you know breaking stuff nobody thinks that you have to also understand... See, understanding it is not the same as excusing it. You know what I mean? When you understand something, when you understand how bad something is, and when you keep seeing the same injustice happen over and over again, and you keep seeing the same result over and over again, and then you see about when there was a black cop that shot a white lady, that guy's in jail for 12 and a half years. He was a cop. I thought blue lives mattered. Truthfully, when you say blue lives matter, what you mean is white lives matter. I use the analogy all the time. If I break my arm, I'm going to go to the hospital. And when I get to the hospital, the doctor's going to say, what's wrong? And I'm going to say, I broke my arm. And he's going to say, well, I know you got a broken bone on your arm. 
But unfortunately, all bones matter. No, bro. I mean, they do, in effect, but this is the broken one right now. This is the one we have to deal with. And that's the same thing with these protests. When you say all lives matter, when you see a sign that says Black Lives Matter and you immediately get defensive and you immediately try to figure out how that is wrong, you're you're already going about it the wrong way. If you're a white person, just here's what you do if you're a white person. Realize, remember the fact, remember that time when your ancestors were slaves and then remember that that never happened and maybe, maybe, Stop trying to understand something you never experienced. Because I'm, I'm not sitting here saying I know why these people feel that way. I'm just reading. I just read an article from psychologists. They, you know, they had sources, doctors. I listen to doctors. And like, and then to see on Twitter when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Whoa. I didn't know, I didn't, we're threatening, we're threatening, we're going to mass kill a bunch of protesters now? And you know what I saw in the protesters that was crazy? That wasn't crazy, but like, in these turbulent times, the protesters had fucking masks on. Because like, yeah, they're angry, they're pissed, but also they're not going to get you sick. They're also following the rules that the CDC put out there for us. It's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy how many times unarmed black people can get killed by police and nothing happens about it. And I can't sit back and say, oh, well, I'm white. That's not a problem. No, I'm American. This is all of our problem. All right. I come from persecuted peoples. All right. I can't sit back and see any kind of oppression and think that it's okay. That's not a thing I can do. And I think that that's disgusting for anyone to equate that. For anyone to say, well, slavery was a long time ago. You're a fucking asshole. If I was somebody whose ancestors were slaves, I would want that to be made up to me. I would want, you know, I don't even remember white people ever saying, you know, I'm sorry about it. Have they ever done that? Oh, it was a long time ago. Are you sorry? That's what I want to know. It was a long time ago. We didn't bring anyone here in chains. Yeah, but what are you doing to make it better for people now? Like when you hear politicians talk about reparations, the Republicans go crazy. Oh, reparations, it was so long ago. What have we given the black community at all? As America... What does the black community have that they're saying, wow, I'm glad I'm in America. Pfft, so lucky to be black. What if they just tell me, tell me what it is. There isn't anything. And the way the, the way this is playing out. So there were riots and this morning, CNN, the reporters doing a live like read. He's like, so we're over here and this and this. And they arrested the CNN crew. They arrested the crew from CNN for doing what? Reporting news? Literally locked. Mm. They literally locked up the journalists. 
for doing their job. Now, when you lock up, when, when you take the media, when you take people reporting news to the public and you throw them in jail, that's fascism with a capital F. Hey, Google, is suppressing journalism a form of fascism? Sorry, I don't have any information about that. Well, thanks, Google. Appreciate that. Hey, Google, what is an authoritarian regime? According to Wikipedia, authoritarianism is a form of government characterized by strong central power and limited political freedoms. Political scientists have created many topologies describing variations of authoritarian forms of government. That's where we are. See, that's what happens when people think memes are funny. Well, not when people think memes are funny. When people think it's cool to vote for people based on funny memes. And Pepe Le Frog or whatever the hell it was. You know what I'm saying? When people do that, this is where we end up. We end up with leadership that knows about systemic racism in our country has been hearing about it for years, and chooses to do nothing about it. And I am sick and tired. I am sick and tired because look, like... I just, I'm all about equality, man. I'm all about everybody being equal, and to just keep seeing the same thing on the news over and over again, unarmed black person killed. Cops not charged. Now, in comparison to the thing that happened on Staten Island with Eric Gardner, um, that happened in 2014, and the officer, Daniel Pantaleo, was fired just like this year, or last year, 2019. Whereas the cops in Minnesota were fired as soon as this video surfaced, which they should have been fired as soon as this happened, but you know. The video comes out and all of a sudden it gets surf it uh they get fired. Is is that better than what happened here in Staten Island? Absolutely it's better. Is it does it mean cool? We're good? Absolutely not, not even close. Institutionalized racism and systemic racism in our country is a thing that's not going away. And if we just sit around and we say, well, it's and like if we say it's not going away and we give up on trying to make it go away then, you know, we're helping helping it stay around. What we got to do, each of us, is chip away at it, little by little. Be that, like, you know what I'm saying? I, I grew up, you know, I listen to lots of music. I just don't listen to techno. But I listen to, you know, besides, you know, music with guitars, you know, I listen to uh, hip-hop. Like, I don't say the N-words when that part comes in the song. I'm doing my part as a white person to try to, you know, limit the amount of institutionalized racism that's going on in this country. So, I'll skip the N-words. I'm not saying it. I don't care that it's a song. I don't care that it's art. I don't care that people have told me it's okay. I don't care that I've been told I'm valid. No. Just like white people are not valid to look at the news and say, Oh man, these people are going crazy. What are they doing that for? What are they doing that for? Because they keep getting killed and nothing keeps happening. They've tried. Okay, now again, 
it's it's not okay to, to, to break stuff. I don't think it is. Like, it's not eye for an eye. You know what I'm saying? If they would have went to the cop's house and did that shit and it was just the cop's house, all right. Like, well, not all right. Shouldn't, you know, one wrong doesn't make... Two wrongs don't make a right, is what I'm saying here. So, it's just... Ugh, to see people, you know, like, I'm not excusing. I'm not saying it's okay. But I, I can see where people would say, well, I've tried every other way. We've tried to be the bigger people. We've shown the video on the news. We've had the families cry out. We've asked, you know, we've asked the cops to reform the way they do things. Nothing ever changes. And in 26, I understand that racism didn't start in 2016. But race in 2016, racism was given a hall pass. Like, it is now okay to be racist. Like, they, they're open about it. And that's something, that's what Trump does. And that's why November 3rd, 2020, we take our country back. Okay? That's what we're doing. We're going to the polls. Or we're mailing in our ballots. Because we want leadership... We want somebody sitting in the White House that is going to see an unarmed black man get killed and actually care and force rules to change. I think we need a retraining of the entire police force. If it was up to me. But it's not up to me. And again, I don't hate police. Obviously... There's millions of police officers, and they're not all killing black people. I get it. I understand. But, like, I just wish more cops would come out and say, you know what, I'm a cop, and I hate cops that kill black people. If there were more cops that said that, maybe people wouldn't have fuck the police signs. You know what I'm saying? The cops are here to protect us. Once they start doing harm to people, it's no longer protecting us. And they're not just here to protect somebody of my skin color. Okay? They're here to protect everybody, everywhere, at every time. Not kill somebody for writing a bad check. Choke somebody out for selling loose cigarettes. I will not stand at attention when a cop walks by and say, Yes, sir. What do you need from me, sir? They are humans. I am human. They are not better than me. These, you know what I'm saying? They're not worse than me. They're not better than me. They're people. We're all human. How many unarmed black people need to die before we start understand? Before, before white America starts to get the hint that the black community is not being overdramatic about this. They've been getting shafted on this every single opportunity. Every single time. And they're sick of it. And I'm sick of it. As somebody whose grandparents were in concentration camps. I come from persecuted peoples. I can't see oppression and let that happen. I don't care that my skin is white. It's about not about white. It's about right and wrong. And murder is wrong. 
That's just that. And if you're sitting home and you're saying my vote doesn't count, you are going to be the reason why it is okay for unarmed black men and women to continue to be killed by the Nazi police state. Dies in your house. Exclusively on Least Coast Radio. Justice for George Floyd. No justice, no peace.